Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Highbury Squad. Who wants their summer vacation now? Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome to another live edition of the Highbury Squad with myself, PG Tips, a.k.a. Princess Guna, a.k.a. Amanda, um, a.k.a. Kelvin Lewis's daughter. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello again. I feel like I've lived here all week. <laughs> well, you know now you know what it's like to be me. <laughs> yes, I I am shattered, knackered and absolutely pissed off with what I've seen tonight. But well, let me introduce our special guest. I was going to say, let me introduce to you our lovely Mr. Alan Myers from Sky, who is a toffee, and I'm assuming, who I've not messaged in the last couple of minutes, is over the moon at winning the Emirates. Hi, Al. Well, good evening, ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm over the moon, but, you know, it was a case of um, a fight uh, as to who wanted it more, wasn't it? And Everton was saying you want it more, and Arsenal was saying no, you want it more. So it was it was one of those where it wasn't the greatest spectacle at all, and it took a goal like that to win it. But absolutely delighted, it means we're still in the race for your Euro, uh, Europa League place. Good for you, Al. Honestly, we we didn't. I mean, we're not going to do our player ratings because you're on the show with us tonight. And to be honest, I don't know. We'd probably not get anything higher than five tonight. But um, I, I, I just want to just touch on something. We all know how crap we are. We're going to talk about Leno in a second. But Al, Al, talk to me about VAR. Every game oh. is ruining it, isn't it? It is. They can't even draw straight lines as it is. We were like this at one of the lines, like drunk. It was like my niece in her maths class. Well, yeah. The interesting one was when we scored and then they started looking at offside. And one of the arrows, one of the lines was going up in the air. You know, it wasn't even going along. And I'm thinking, what are they doing here? But I was talking to someone, an ex-pro today, actually. And I was saying, you know, I genuinely cannot, I do not celebrate any goal now, ever. You know, no, even, I'm watching, no, no, no. even if I'm watching a neutral game, I cannot get excited about a goal. You know, it, it's just completely gone. When I, wa- I watch a lot of championship football and, you know, you see a goal go in and you can jump up because you know it's a goal, you know. And it, it's just, I, 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 don't, I genuinely don't know because... I think it's here to stay. I really do. I just don't oh, see it changing. God. You know, and, Honestly, yeah. out. you know, you're going to have a spot on your face and you're going to be offside soon. I mean, yeah. this not I'd brought in well for this. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just interject for one second? Because VAR has been a disgrace and many teams have suffered from VAR this season. Um, and this is true. Uh, everyone's had to deal with it. But we still had time to equalize or find an equalizer and we just can't keep making the same excuses and Alan um there are a few Arsenal key influencers and bloggers and podcasters who you know tweeted out how long it had been since you've beaten us in our own backyard and Amanda and I hate that type of stuff (laughs) we're like oh god it's like tempting fate in the most insane way way uh and I just, I've been harsh on Arteta. I've also 
try to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know you know Mikel really well. You've worked alongside mm -hmm. him. We are in a, a shambles as a club for many reasons. And the Europa League is our way out now. But I'm just tired of the excuses in the Premier League. We've just been so poor this season, no matter who plays. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think the thing that's been consistent with Arsenal this season is the inconsistency, hasn't it? You know, and, and I, I don't know what, listen, you know, it, 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 people will say, give it time. And, and, and yes, there, are, there is rebuilding to do. I think, you know, it's the same with our club, you know, there's, there's clearly rebuilding to do. But in this game, in this day and age, you don't get time. And, and I think people will get restless. I mean, listen, you've got the Europa Cup, you know, Europa mm. League trophy to go for, and you win that, the whole thing looks completely different, doesn't it? But but um, I, I just think when you look at it, it is, a, you're right before when you said about VAR, you know, it is an easy excuse to, and people do make those excuses. Um, and it can't be, you know, because... I think both Arsenal and Everton have underperformed this season, you know, in a mm -hmm. year when, a season when possibly there were opportunities there um, for for our two teams to go and, and do greater than what they're doing. Um, you know, as I say, it, it all changes if you win the Europa League. Of course it does. Um, you know, but that's got to be done yet, hasn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Against our old manager too, there's a whole other juxtaposition <clears throat> and story yeah. there. Especially, um, I, I just want to touch on a couple more things on the game tonight, Amanda. And I know we want to talk to Alan about bigger things. Uh, Amanda and I, I think we're on the same page still. The game tonight, we always care about our club and we always want our club to win. But we were a little, not disengaged from the game tonight, but we found it hard to kind of G ourselves up to get in the moment, um, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, I, I saw Callum Chambers talk before the game, uh, Mikel Arteta, that they have to block everything out that's going on around them. Uh, Alan, you've been with teams, you've looked after teams, top tier players. How difficult is is it to shut the noise out and go out on the pitch and perform, especially knowing what was happening outside the Emirates today? Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, when players say we, I mean, they're right to say we have to do that. But I don't think they do. You know, I think, mm -hmm. you know, they're human beings. They're, you know, you, 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 when you're in the club, when you're playing for the club, when you're employed by the club, you know, that pressure is more intense because it's your job, it's your livelihood, it's, it's what you live every day. Um, and I'm not saying it's any less passionate than, than fans because it's not. But when you live it every day, um, you know, it's, it's difficult and, and you cannot just, turn a blind eye to it you really can't and I, I, mm -hmm. I don't believe any player or manager who says they do um but you know you talk about a sort of malaise and i've got that myself this season and i think i genuinely yeah. do think it's because there's no fans in the ground yeah we just cannot get infused by the games no, no matter how much we try um and i, and I just think well that doesn't help on top of not playing well you know it's like a training game isn't it but yeah. it, it honestly i mean we do have bigger things tonight I, I honestly thought that when the game started i'd be really into it and i'm not at all but i just want to talk to you out there's there's a lot of people in chat that are very much arteta out that that's it they think me and kev are mental for actually supporting him um <laughs> you've worked with him as sophie's alluded to you know him pretty well um 
what do you make of him? Give our listeners an inside insight to what he's actually like. Can you let everyone know, because there are some people, sorry to interrupt, because let them know, like Alan was the head of communications for Everton Football Club, you guys, and he's a media guru, works across many different outlets and has done. So there were a few people asking about Alan. We just assume that everyone knows who Alan is because he's been on the show before. So, yeah, sorry. communications director at Everton. Yes. So that's why he knows Arteta. Let me they, you know, I actually did an interview with Mikel on the day left or the day after he left Everton to join Arsenal. Because if you remember, it was very much a late night thing on, on transfer mm. deadline day. And it was, it was, I think it was about 10 minutes to go, you know, and he, and he left. And so it was a big thing for him. And he, and he genuinely was, you know, he's a, he's a genuine guy. Let's start with that first. You know, as I think most people would say that, you know, no matter who knows him or doesn't know him, you know, you'd see, you can see that he's a genuine football man. And, um, and I think... I think what you've got to do, you know, he is someone who is a thinker. He's someone who, you know, is a perfectionist. I think he wants everything right. Um, I think, I don't think he suffers fools, you know, uh, but I think the problem at the moment, and this is where the frustration will come from, is that he's, he's coming to Arsenal out of, you know, Arsenal's not, not an easy job. You know, let's not, let's not make any mistake about that. Arsenal is a difficult job as manager, you know, no matter who you are or when you take on the job, um, you know. And, and I think he's coming at a time when it really needs experience. He doesn't have that as a manager, you know, whether we like it or not, whether or not that, that's a criticism, it, it's not because it is what it is. He, he is what he is. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's not necessarily saying that we saw it with Unai Emery, you know, experience doesn't necessarily make you a success either but it, I think he does need some experience now whether he needs someone to talk to and you know I don't know what his backroom staff are like as far as support but but I just feel he just needs a little bit of support now to to try and work this one out because you know as I say you know the inconsistency I've seen Arsenal every now and again and they look great you know and then you think all of a sudden back and it's very similar to Everton you know all of a sudden they don't look half the team and I don't know how you I don't know how you solve that one you know I really don't I, I, you know it, it's hard if you're getting turned over every week two and three nil it's a simple situation isn't it? it's a simple solution you know it's not you good. know yeah and uh, Alan you know the other thing too we've been done twice by Aston Villa this season done twice by Wolves taken um yeah how many points off Burnley. Uh, we've been done by you twice now. Um, that's the first time Everton have beaten us since 1996, I believe, at home. Yeah, this, is our worst, yeah. Yeah, this is our worst record at home uh, in since the dreadful, I think there's a 90s season where we were pretty bad, but then you go back to the era PG talks about. We've also <clears> only <throat> scored a handful of goals at home. I mean, it's like one bad record after the other and as much as I think everybody wants to support Mikel and knowing that we do have some challenges um you know Carlo Ancelotti has also somewhat underperformed in terms of what the expectations were for Everton but here you are you did the double over us so in a nutshell before we move over to some other things that we want to get I know um, Amanda's got some questions for you on what's been happening this week what do you think from your perspective in your football experience, having been part of Everton, been around Mikhail, what do you what do you think he's thinking tonight? What 
take us into his mind, his mindset a little bit. Because yes, he's a born winner, and yes, he played for he he worked alongside Pep. But my goodness, you, you, I think every Arsenal fan is within their right to ask these questions. Well, I think I think first of all, he'll be frustrated with all the outside noise, you know, with everything that's going on. The last thing he would have needed would be this ESL business. That's the last thing he needs. You know, he's come to Arsenal at a time where you know it's after the king has gone, if you know what I mean. I know there was the the, the Emery um, uh, time, but really, we're still. I think you're still suffering from the post um, uh, Wenger era. Wenger, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, Manchester United had it, didn't they, for a good few years once Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, stepped down. Stepped down. You know, so it's very, very difficult at a club when when it's been run in a certain way for so long. It's very difficult to try and find that new path, and this is where the the, the, the you know the quandary clum, comes now for Arsenal. That you cannot get into a cycle of changing managers. You know, uh, it happened at Manchester United for a few years. It's happened at Everton recently, uh, and it's no good. Now, of course, there comes a point when you say, "Well, this isn't working." You know, <laughs> but I don't personally think you're at that point, and I don't think Mikel Arteta would think that for for a second. I think he what he wants to do is get through a little bit of time, win some games. You know, obviously this isn't good enough in the league this season. That's, mm. that's fair to say. You 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 expect better. Um, but if he can get through, maybe win a trophy. You know, and and start to build some momentum. I think that's what he'll be thinking and hoping to try and do at the moment. And that might not be good enough for Arsenal fans. I don't. You know, you'll know the feeling much better than I will. Um, but I, I don't think you should look specifically at Mikel Arteta. I think there's a whole host of other stuff going on around the club, which you know will contribute massively to this inconsistency at the moment. We've also had everyone screaming for the youngsters to play. So he plays Enketia and he gets slagged off for it. No, no one wanted Enketia well, to well, play. Well, wait a second, wait a second. Let me finish. <laughs> right. He then, um, he, you know, obviously Leno's your first choice, but Arteta's thought that Leno let the goal in. The only thing I will criticise him for is, uh, is Xhaka, because I don't understand why Cedric isn't playing there. The rest, well, we st the thing is, the game today, we actually passed the ball really well. It was the end product that wasn't there at all. Tonight, no, we weren't. And we, and we completed many more passes than you. I've got the stats, and we had 59% yep. possession, but you don't yep. get enough in possession anyway. But... The thing is, it, it's always it's always uh, Arteta's fault. Well, when it is when we win, it's the players. So I, I'm saying tonight that that team should have been good enough to at least <laughs> at least get a goal against you. The fact that 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 Leno was just calamity. I find it hilarious that I'm looking at all the comments and everyone's going for Arteta. I can't see anyone mentioning Leno. Leno has just no. done an absolute... Yeah, but the oh, team still had... Okay, there's 400 in live can't. chat, thanks to everyone who's joining but, us. But and he can't on. legislate. He can't legislate for Leno's mistake. This is absolutely we, true. But where's Le, where's the criticism for Leno? There is it? plenty of criticism for Leno. It I is everywhere. It. All I can see is Amanda's mental... You know why, Amanda? You know why? You know why? Because he is breaking every record for poorness across the board. 
And yeah, we've if, had worse if teams. The Lacazette we've, got injured, that Aubameyang got malaria. My goodness, and we've qualified for season. the Champions League when we've had Shamak in our side and poor players in our side. The Premier League form is awful. We are terrible in the Premier League. I don't Premier remember League. Wenger uh, getting the Champions League in the last couple of years or Emery. So maybe no, my... But, I just oh think my so, so wait, Wenger did it for 20 years and we're going to give him crap for not being able to do it for the last two or three seasons of his tenure. That's not because, the point here. Because the ship was sinking anyway. So <laughs> thanks. How can Mike. you defend? How can you defend a manager that has 13 wins and 13 losses for Arsenal Football Club in the Premier League? It gets to a point where it becomes a little bit like... Okay, bring another manager in. Tell me what he's going to do different. It's not right about now. bringing in another manager. It's about being able to see that what this manager is doing isn't working. That doesn't mean I'm saying fire him, but it means like he's he might not be the, the answer. He can't get lemonade out of some of these lemons. Even Emery Absolutely. got lemonade out and of these lemons. And he them. Sorry, go on, Alan. But we can run about this. What I would say, what I would say is that what unless you know when you've worked in a club, when you've been into you know, it's it's amazing the effect that everything around the club has on the team's performance. And people people will argue it shouldn't do and all the rest of it, and it doesn't. Managers say it doesn't bother them. It does. And if there's a, a sense around it, and you tell me, you know, is there a sense around the club that it's all not right you know and if that's the case if you think that that's what will be going through to players it's what and and these these problems come on top of each other and eventually it shows on the pitch you know and and you see that at a lot of clubs you know as I, I keep mentioning manchester united you saw it at manchester manchester united for a few years and those things snowball and and that's why you get a situation you've got you've got to get over that now the only way to get over that is stability now, there's that great thing about whether you can stick with someone. In, is it going to change? You know, this is this is the quandary. This is the difficulty. I don't know. You'll know that better than me because. But you know, you can't just look at the manager, because I can promise you, it won't be just about him. Yeah, it won't be. Okay, so in a, in a uh, season where we've had COVID and no fans, no preseason, after the injuries, everything that's gone on tonight. They're all to blame. Oh. That's what I'm going to say. They're all to blame. Okay. Um, look, Leno's been a disaster. Uh, most Arsenal fans believe we sold the wrong goalkeeper. I don't think Hindsight he's been a 2020. He's, he's been, he saved us in the same seasons. Aubameyang's goal saved us. Leno's saves saved us. But since his um, five uh, clean sheet, um, you know, uh, earlier in March, February, March, he's been really poor. And I'm not being funny. I don't think it helps that Arteta chops and chains the back line either on Leno. It's not fair on him either. And, you know, we I called Jack, I called him out for keeping playing Jacker at left back. And people had to go at me for that because he was trying to put square pegs in round holes and get away with it. Look, we've got um, uh, about 20, 20, 25 minutes left here. We want to get Alan's take on it's a terrible game. We should have won it. We had the chances. There's nothing else to say unless you or Alan want to add to that. Amanda, well, I, is that... I've I've got a quote from Carlo Ancelotti. Um, well, does it say that he was right to take the Everton job and not the Arsenal job? No, he said, honestly, that game should have been a draw. Arsenal played better than us, passed better than us and deserved a draw. Oh, Never heard yeah. a manager say that before. Him. I, I, I do. I, I don't think we were horrific. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Better side. 
but and, but and Leno you know, makes a mistake and everyone. It doesn't matter, Alan. Alan, we've seen no, um, teams have yeah sixty five percent, seventy percent possession, and it matters zero unless you score. And we're unable well, to do thing, that. Though, but, but here's the thing: it does matter when you take a step back and look. You know, if you were getting turned over, that is very different than than playing well and losing. You know, you know, mm. you might say, well, it isn't because you don't have any points, and that that would be correct. You know, but. But you do have to take that into consideration and you have to start looking at because, you know, it's important what, what happens on the pitch. You know, like I say, you know, it, it, I, I take the point completely that at the end of the day, you've got no points and that's what matters. You know, so um, and, that, and that's why we're in a results business and that's why managers lose their jobs and, and you know, no matter what. But but you do there is a difference between playing well and losing and not playing well and losing you know and and and, and that's important to to think about i think well we played better against you and lost and worse against fulham and got a draw in the last seconds it's been a yeah. bit piss poor this week oh, but, so <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day it's you know, I'm a, I am very much different to a lot of people in the chat room tonight. I, I'm looking at Leno. I'm fuming with him. They're fuming with Arteta. That's up to them. But anyway, yes, let's You're move on. Nice. Alan. I know I'm nice. No, but I generally <laughs> believe that Arteta needs to be given a chance in a normal season, if I'm honest, with uh, yeah, without all this. But I don't feel he's going to get that. And I'll tell you why. Let's get on to our owner, Alan. Um well. Okay, from the perspective of working at Sky this week, every media outlet has gone men like bizarre with 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 what's happened. We were doing a pod live post Newcastle, me, Kevin, Soph, and it broke the news. And I didn't really understand what it meant, and Kev tried to explain it, and I literally was tearful because. And then for the next forty eight hours, it went mental. So, from your perspective as a media guy at Sky. How did you see all this unravelling? Well, of course, you know, when, when I saw it Sunday night, you know, I, 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 we, we've heard about European Super Leagues, you know, um, breakaway leagues for, for a long time now. We've talked about it on many occasions, but we've never really thought, you know, if, if we felt that um, it was, it was going to happen, we, it would have been in years in the future. Do you know what I mean? There would be discussions and it might happen one day, you know, when I'm too old to worry about it. Um, which is about now anyway, but anyway, um, but, <laughs> but, but what I was, what, you know, when it started to get serious was late on in the night when you heard that, you know, people had resigned from uh, positions within UEFA on committees and things like that. And you thought, hang on, this is, this is different. This is, this is real. You know, th this is actually going to happen. Um, and then the sort of, the, the, you know, the press press release came out and it had the details the financial details and and you you realize that this what astonished me more than anything rather than the actual because as i say we've heard many times about a, a, a european super league but what astonished me was the speed of the collapse that that for me was the big story this week not not the formation because as i say i, I fully expect there to be this again in the future maybe not in this guy because this is dead now. This can't, you know, that 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 way of setup, you know, that setup that they proposed cannot work now. There's been too much of a reaction, and, and there are too many people now on guard watching for it, you know. So, but but the way it felt fell apart, I felt was incredible. You know, I, mm. I, 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 I never seen. You know, someone said to me that they I, they went to a game on the Monday, and a kickoff there was a Super League. 
and uh, by the time uh, half time had come there wasn't a super league you know <laughs> and, and that's how quick it was and it's just unbelievable and i don't know how the so-called top businessmen and then they are you know i say so-called they are top businessmen there's no two ways about that but these people could have seen and and from a pr point of view how badly was that managed you know as far as because it was just all over the place you know and and i find that astonishing that that could happen you know it's interesting isn't it it, it, it it's just I actually feel like we've been in a dream this week, Al, with, with mm. football, because yeah, you've, got, you've got rival fans coming together. I don't know one person anywhere that wanted it, that agreed with it. You've got Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans agreeing. City and United yeah. fans agreeing. You've got Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool fans agreeing with United. It was the most bizarre, because the thing is, we're rivals, we're not enemies. You know, we're all, we're all on yeah, one yeah. of these. We did a show last night with um, Toffee TV guy, uh, Baz. Yeah, we Baz, did, yeah. yeah, we did Baz, and we wanted to bring him in because obviously you weren't included in that in that big six. And we had Liverpool, uh, United, uh, Arsenal, and Tottenham. It was so interesting. Everyone has such different perspective, but no one wanted it. Everyone hated it, and the fact yeah, that Liverpool, well, think, Arsenal, and say, United all hate their owners is a big thing. Yeah, the heart of it. Because it's, it's split a little bit now. It's, it's gone off into different sort of tributaries, you know. It's gone in different directions. And, and, you know, you've got the 14 clubs fans, you know, saying there should be punishments, there should be punishments, which, which I believe there should. You know, I, when I look at stories I've covered in the last year or so, Macclesfield, Bury, you know, uh, Wigan Athletic, all these, people, all these clubs where they've been punished because of the actions of their owners, you know. And then I hear people saying this week... Uh, you know, you shouldn't punish the clubs because it's it, it was the owners. Well, that hasn't been the case since I can remember in football. You know, there's, there's so many examples I can give you of football clubs, fans being punished when they don't deserve it because of the actions mm. of their owners. Now, so that's one argument. The other, the other thing is that you've got now the ownership question come up and this is almost the straw that broke the camel's back on on a, on a is it the donkey's back the camel's back whatever it is but this is camel the yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 because you know um there was you know fsg um Cronky, you know other teams in this glazers you know in this this little group you know they were all all already under pressure and i think what this has done now is given some real fire to the, the the fans who who are not and disgruntled you know are not happy with their owners to push on so that's another sort of aspect of it which has come in um i think for me the biggest thing which united everybody was the fact that there was it was a closed shop you know and there was going to be none of this relegation or promotion it was all going yeah. to be an invite that that goes against every single sporting merit principle that you could ever wish to have and, and then it doesn't become then, a sport it, out does it it's yeah but, but people go on about var and people go on about other things mm. that are changing our game and almost americanizing it you know i think the biggest that would have been the be all and end all of we would have become i hate to say it you know because i love america but but an american sport you know that's what we would have come 
become mm-hmm. you know and and that can't happen to this game and that's 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 the core of the outrage i think that's where people it starts to get to that little place in people's pits of their stomachs you know which you can't touch and you can't mess with you know and that's where the uni- unified sort of approach to this is um but as you say you know the, or as i say you know there's other other now things sprouting off from it and I think the ownership one is as big as it gets because, you know, even the Spotify guy has come on tonight, hasn't he? Uh, I know. Arsenal, you know? I'll take I him know. all day uh, long. All day long. He's only got four billion, though, isn't he? So yeah. It'll be enough soon, for us. The thing is, Al, did you see the protests outside the Emirates? Yes, I did, yeah. yeah. I reckon we were, well, I, I have to be honest. Liverpool I tomorrow. I don't think Sky covered it well. If no. I'm honest, they really they they made out there was like one or two hundred there when I think there was four to five thousand there, which is I know a lot of people that were there. Sophie did as well. well I, um, I can honestly say I watched before on Sky Sports News and they basically were showing thousands of people and saying that there was a lot of people. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe you're talking about the actual game coverage. I don't know, but yeah, I think I wasn't from, watching Sky Sports News from seven onwards. Yeah. So we watching the yeah, game. And, I was watching Sky Sports News and they definitely were. I think they, you know, they said there was a few hundred at first, but then all of a sudden it became thousands. There was a lot of people there tonight. A lot of people. I'm so proud of our fan base. I just need to say that I am utterly proud of everyone that turned up. Unfortunately, I couldn't go due to work and watching the game and everything else. But it was just, it made me feel we're all at, we're all at one. None of us like our own around. There isn't anybody, not one. I come across anywhere talks about Cronkay in the way that you'd want to talk about your owner. And it feels like, and I felt like this a long time, that we're in a bad dream and we're trapped. I don't think he's ever going to sell. He said a long time ago he's going to keep it in the family. What does he care about 5,000 fans protesting at the Emirates when he's sitting in his ranch in, in wherever he is in LA? Well, when, and when that's you what we've got. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, but when you look at um, when you look at the fact that he saw off Usmanov, you know you have to think to yourself if he can do that, you know, a man of his wealth and you know he he can pretty much do anything in that respect. He can he can see out anything, and and you're right, you know, whether we like it or not, five. Mm. Four or five thousand fans outside the Emirates is not going to make a big difference, you know. No, uh, I think I, I was listening to Graham Souness on on, on the uh, on on the show tonight, and he basically made the point that you know a lot of these owners, most of these owners, apart from maybe Daniel Levy of the six clubs, are, are not here. You know, they don't have to come and face the crowds. You know, they just don't do it. Um, and you know that's the case. And 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 these people are hard nosed businessmen, and 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 there's no two get no way of getting away from that. You know, but but you know, if you've got to really think about what you want for your club, uh, and and I, I you know I, I you can't I, I I seen a thing tonight saying that the other fourteen clubs want all these executives taken away. You know they want the owners to remove these executives because they won't be able to work with them. You know that's easier said than done. There's a thing called employment law. You know, and things like that, which you just cannot change people's jobs like that. You know, I, I know it does happen in football quite a lot, but but you know, in on that big scale, I just don't see that happening. Um, so, the it's not over for by, 
by a long stretch. You know, there's so much more to come out, I think, on this and so much more sort of poison to come out of it, you know, because um, it's like a boil that just needs squeezing. And, and you know, and, and, and what worries me more than anything is is now that government are getting involved. I, I don't, I've never been comfortable with government getting involved with football. No, you know, not our government you know, especially. Well, but, I, but, you know, I... You know, I, I mean, I'm encouraged that they're taking an interest. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm also quite strong on fan ownership. I just don't think it would work in this mm. country. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I don't think the models that we see in Germany would happen here because we're too ingrained in the way. What we want is good owners who who have those principles and those morals. That's what we need because. At the end of the day, football fans want to go to the football match to just to watch the match. That's all they want to do. They want to watch a successful team. And if it's not successful, a team that's having a go. What they what? don't want, they don't want to run a football club. You know, really, if you ask yourself that question, you don't want to be running the football club. What you want to be doing is going and enjoying the game. And at the moment, because of the actions of certain owners, you're not. And that's, that's the problem. You know, Alan, so. I think um, I, even Mark Goldbridge uh, tonight, uh, Man MU, Manchester United TV, the biggest Manchester United TV fan thing, and we yeah. spoke to Dale yesterday from Stretty News, and yeah. um, I know Liverpool fans are mobilising for their next home game. I'm, I believe that we've inspired other fans tonight to do the same or better, and they will do it in their yeah. way and they will do it in different ways. And, um, you know, we are very proud of our fans tonight. There was no incident. There was, um, it was all done respectfully. Uh, it, and I, I don't know, unless anyone knows of any incidents that happened, I didn't see anything. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering, where does football go from here, in your opinion, with the other 14 clubs? So there's been word about punishment. There's been word about wanting to get chairmans out and chief executives out. Can you talk us through a little bit about what you know, what you think will happen with regards to the punishment? Well, and if there that, will be any. Yeah, this is the interesting one because, you know, the Premier League are in a little bit of an interesting situation, you know, because... Let's not forget that the six clubs involved are hugely important to the Premier League, you know, hugely important. So I think there's a balance which they will, you know, I believe whatever sanctions are open to the Premier League, they should take. You know, that's my own personal view um, for the reasons I said before, because that's the way it's always been. You know, you can't just decide because it's top six clubs. You know, you can't always decide. It's almost all of a sudden decide that, you know, all the rules that we've lived by for so many years don't matter now. Um, so, so there's that. But that they will be dictated to by what they can do legally, let's be honest. Um, so so that's, a, I think going hmm. forward is the big problem, is clearly there's a lot of distrust now, you know, with the 14 other clubs. Mm. You know, they've effectively been going into meetings while people are doing things behind their back. That's, that's the simple fact. And that's where there will be an issue for me. That's the, that's the biggest damage that's been done here. You know, you can find clubs, you can you penalise them, whichever way you want to do. That'll be a one-off, that'll be done and it'll be sorted. But it's, it's the long-term damage that's been done. And, and I don't think that can be solved by just removing certain people, certain individuals, you know, and, you know, they have to... There have to be a period where these clubs and these executives need to show 
and prove that they're back on back on board and they're going to be you know they, and i don't know how they do that whether they can whether they want to is another thing you know because as i say people are suggesting that it, it's not over this you know yet it's, it's going to be coming back in some of the guys you know because at the fundamental the fundamental issue here is that the big clubs i hate that phrase but but the so-called big clubs you know um want what they think they deserve you know as far as the way the game is and they want it changing to suit them and 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 i sort of there is a there is a somewhere deep down there there is a point to you know to a certain degree of that you know it's like anything if you're if you're generating the most income or something you should that should be reflected however mm. in football you know it it, it Football is not like any other business, as we know. You know, we see owners. I've known owners down the years who've done things which they would never do in their normal businesses. You know, and and football's different. There's a moral issue with football, and that's the issue. But, and that's the problem. But Al, how can the 14 other Premier League clubs demand the chairman step down? They're well, self-run businesses. They can't, yeah, but that, that's what they've can. asked. It broke know, news I, early I, tonight, I don't didn't know it? How that, yeah, I think that's an indication of how, how football works. You know, I remember, I think it may be Gareth Southgate or someone like that, he said, we all love football, but we don't love the football business. You yeah. Know, we mm. don't love the business of football, you know. And now, and that's that's as true a word I've ever, I've ever heard, you know, because it is a very, very difficult business to be in and it's cutthroat and it's, you know, it's, it's everything that you would, see on uh, you know any of these programs that they've made down the years about it you know uh, which we all think were a bit far-fetched but you know it, it, there has to come a time when these owners have to think realize what this football what we've seen from the football community in this country over the last few days they have to understand that that is real and it's never going to go away. You don't mess with English football. You know, you don't mess with the with the system of this of of football in this country because it's so ingrained. It's so in us. You know, and you know to see the reaction we've seen just really sort of um, cements that. You know, and, and I don't know whether they will. I don't know whether they can. Um, they have to find a way. Um, to appease everybody, and that's not easy in football. It's not easy in football. You're listening to the Highbury squad. It's the post-game show. Uh, another loss for the Arsenal at home this season, and Everton do the double on us. Alan, um, before we wrap things up here in just a little bit, uh, I guess for Arsenal fans especially, you know, we're we're – we still have Thursday to look forward to, and today doesn't really best prepare us mentally for that. Um, but we are a cup team, and we live in hope yep. that we'll be able to beat Unai Emery. Um, what's your take on this season as a whole? You've talked about football being lackluster. It's been soulless. You know, we've talked about protests. We've talked about what might happen with the punishment and all this jazz. Um, do you think there'll be... Uh, do you think this Manchester City winning the league, if Arsenal win Europa League, if a, if an English club wins Champions League, do you think it will be seen the same? No, I, I just think no matter what happens, you know, the benefits, if you, let's take Arsenal's, you know, case, 
if you were to win the Europa League, you won't get the benefit this season, in my opinion. It won't be, it won't mean that much this season. Of course, it'd be brilliant because you'll love it on the night and all those. But where you'll get the benefits of that is next season. You know, when you're you're into, you know, you've you've got into the Champions League, and you know, and and so I, I, there's just something about this last season. You know, I was amazed today, right? And I, I don't know why, but I cannot, I could not believe that it was this season when Leeds and Liverpool played at the start of the season and it was a 4-3 game at Anfield, if you remember. And like, I, I thought, that seems like two years ago. You know, it just it, it, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like the same season, you know. And and I don't know how long it's been going on for. I, I don't, mm. I'm like dazed and confused about what, yeah. what's happening and where we are. You know, and I don't know whether anyone else feels like that, but I just feel like, I don't know what's happening. And and I think until we get mm-hmm. fans back in the stadium, until we get football back to being normal, you know, in the, what, the way we've known it, even half-filled stadiums would do me, you know, it, it's not going to be the same. And I just cannot, I've, I've lost that desire to get up. And, and yes, I'm watching the games, but it's hard work. You know, it, it's hard work to watch. And it, I just cannot, Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, no, I, 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 we agree. It was hard mm. for us today. Honestly, it's the hardest yeah. podcast personally that I've had to do. And I think Amanda as well wasn't looking forward to tonight's game. Not because we yeah. don't love our club, but just because of everything going on. And it felt like yeah. the game was not insignificant or not important, Al, but maybe secondary. Secondary to everything yeah. everyone's endured. And well, maybe it's the it tip of the one. iceberg. Yeah, maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg and everything we've gone through as humans over the last year, just trying to to deal with life. And and then you you kind of get to a certain yeah. point or a certain game where you're like, man, I'm not, I, I just, I'm not, I don't care, but I just like, I just don't, I don't have anything left to give today. No, I feel empty. Yeah. You feel, yeah. you feel like you're in no man's land, you're in limbo and you're in shock. You don't actually know what's going on. The fact that I haven't been to the Emirates for over a year is the most bizarre anyway. You've sort of got used to it, sitting on the sofa watching every game. Um, We've not particularly played well this season. The thing is, we've had the odd game that's been great, and that's that. I don't know how we beat United this year, but we did. Um, Just the odd moments. But honestly, Al, honestly, this would be so Arsenal to go and win on Thursday. It would just be oh, so yeah. Arsenal totally. to do it. it. And no one would yeah, be yeah. shocked either mm-hmm. because yep. we are so, and I you know, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to anyone, we're so bipolar, it's unbelievable. It is so consistently inconsistent that yeah. I, I actually don't even know what to think anymore, who's to blame, what to blame. You know, I don't know what to say anymore. It's been such a long <laughs> just, week as well. I'll tell you the... Um... I'll tell you the thing I'd love to know, you know, and I know I've come on to talk about, you know, different things, but what I'd love to know is what you see as the biggest problem of Cronky and their ownership. Everything. I think it's the disconnect is the first, is the, is the disconnect. And I think that started from when you see um, owners like Abramovich at every home game cheering his Mm. team like he's a fan. You see even um, Manchester City in a, in at the beginning more so, um, their owner. Uh, I think it's the disconnect and the... But do you need, bro- a, do you need an owner to be at the game? 
I just think you need an owner that you feel cares and is part of the process and picks a really good executive team who's going to manage the money and the transfers properly. And I think it's just now a sense of poor ownership reflects on who is beneath you and who you 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 hire to manage your business. And Alan, I think they've they've done that poorly. Now, whether you can blame the Cronkies on all of that or you can blame the executive team for mismanaging transfers and putting and giving some of the worst contracts in the history of Premier League football. I mean, they hire people to to do that for us, but it's ultimately, all of the. You know, it's it's down to the owners. Ultimately, yes. In any business, whether it's football or anything else, the owner is is at the be all and end all as far as and I'm concerned. You know, that, where uh, you know. Sophie's talking about the disconnect, that is a major part. But the fact that he's not put any money into our club is unbelievable. He's a millionaire billionaire whatever he is he's come and bought shares and walked away it honestly it's so heartbreaking to know what i went through with my club in the 80s to to building up this great team to go to anfield and win in 89 and start you know george graham era ended we won the league then wenger comes in and we see the best 10 years of football and now, Alan, do you I see have it changing? No... Do you see it changing after this week? No, no. You know, yeah. and the other thing too is that um, very. Depressed. I've certainly seen a lot of people talk about protests, and it's not going to change anything. Not going to sell the club. I mean, Arsenal's like a cash cow for them. Um, uh, you don't know how far things would go. I mentioned that you know previously in the US, we've seen owners had to give up teams, but that's been down to racism and abhorrent behaviour. Uh, on, yeah. uh, you know, caught on camera um, where owners have had the power to oust them, you know, whereas where we come from and the league that we operate in, um, it's harder to do some of these things. But I think that if you do it consistently and you don't give up, then eventually your voice will be heard. Um, but yeah. it's just really, um, really difficult. It's really difficult. And I, I just think we've mismanaged the think... business transfers and contracts, Alan, and it's led to yeah. giving away players like Ozil and Mustafi and Socrates and all these other players for free. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's mm. criminal. I have to say, from, from, from time I remember, you know, in my whole time in football, even in the days of Pat Rice and, you know, when I used to watch you know, right through Kenny Sansom and, and all, right through all those different eras, you know, Arsenal have always felt like a very well-run club. Um, never go too mad, but always enough to to keep it solid, to keep it stable, to keep it professional, to keep it classy. You know, I've always felt Arsenal were a classy team and a classy club, yeah. you know, and you just get the sense that that's not quite the same now and I don't mean that in disrespectful you know in a disrespectful way but what I'm saying is that same level of almost um you know I don't know what it, I don't know how you describe it but do, do you know what I mean and it just feels as if that isn't there now whether that's no, with a lot of clubs and yeah you know, and just in modern day I don't know but there the just doesn't seem to be that you, you never even questioned it you know whenever I went down to Highbury you know you you sort of in awe is probably over the top, but you know, you you always gave that total respect to everybody at Arsenal. You were always looked after well, you know, and it just doesn't seem to be the same in the last few years. I know. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so sorry 
that Sophie and I are so depressed. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally we have, you, I have to say, you, this has been the easiest ride I've ever had on one of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still not going to talk to you for a week for beating us out. I mean, that's just no, yeah, no. Toppies. I feel slightly, um, you know, uh, robbed, to be honest, of the argument and the fight. You know, usually <laughs> I've been told off by now. I've, <laughs> I have to sit in on a massive argument between the three of you with KC usually involved, you know. And, and like, you know, tonight, I've had free run, to be honest. The pe you the have. Listening You've had it nice. You've Who's this fella presenting the new programme? <laughs> you've won one nil you've won at the emirates which you haven't done for about 84 years or whatever yeah. it is uh you haven't well, had to split glow. me and sophie up <laughs> don't glow <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't have oh, no, you're always classy you. now always classy one, one we thing love football has always told me is never gloat you know and, and the way i look at it is take the win we, we didn't play well tonight at all we were we were the second best i thought um but take the win you know Absolutely. Enjoy the point and move on to the next one. Listen, as long as you come above Spurs, I'll be happy. Yeah. See, we will be gloating on Sunday yeah. if City beat Spurs. That's just the way it yeah, is. We'll That's football, isn't it? Yeah, well, thanks, Al. Thank you, Al. I will speak to you very soon. Always, oh, we're going to get you on when we're happier in the summer. Yeah. End, of we'll the do, end of the season. End of the season. Celebrate party. your uh, entrance into no. Europe and ours as well through the Europa League win. Uh, we'll put Baz on I'll with come you. On when you lift on the night on the night that you lifted the Europa League cup, you know I will come on and, and celebrate <laughs> with you. How's that? Please God. Thank you, Al. Take Thanks, care. Al. Take care, mate. Yeah. Bye. 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 I think we're exhausted, aren't we, PG? I, I've got no nothing left to say. I'm tired. I'm so upset. I feel like I'm in, in shock. I, I, it's so bizarre, isn't it? Never been in this position before. What a year since COVID has started. It's, it's just, I, I know everyone says I just go on and on and protect Arteta, but I do feel sorry for him since he's begun. I do. But listen, I just want Arsenal to, we all want Arsenal to win everything. We all want Arsenal to succeed. We all want Arsenal to to be the best they can. Unfortunately, under Cronkay, I don't think we're going to have that. So where do we go from here? This is the thing, and I think we can do another um, podcast on this. And Kevin, as you all know, has been on Sky tonight commentating, looking as dapper as ever. We haven't seen him much this week, so he will be back with us next week. I am going to go to sleep. Who Every wants night, to tuck, the... who wants to tuck PG in and who sing her a lullaby? How about this lullaby? There's only one. No, wait, wrong, wrong no, manager. No, 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 I'm not going to do that one. How about he's blonde, he's quick, his name's a Paul, no flick, Emmanuel, <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> what else can I sing to you? <laughs> but also, we would like to thank all the squaddies for being with us since Newcastle. That match, we've had. Thousands and thousands of you join us every night because obviously we have been very passionate um, and standing really behind the AST and what they've done for us. Please go and join the AST. Honestly, when we all go back to normal and we get to go to meetings in London, it's fantastic. I love them. Anyway, so PG, if you've got well, to run. I do have you? to run. I'm actually going to tell, gonna, every, tell um, everyone why you've got to run. I'm going to go on Talk Sport 
and uh, have a little chat about the Arsenal with Adam Catchell and Mickey Gray in a few minutes. So swing over there if you want to hear a little bit more. And then, uh, PG, we're going to address the Ray Parler, Robbie thing um, next week because we want to yep. talk about that. We've got to get Kev's view on all of this stuff happening as well. Can I just say how spectacular it has been having you uh, on the show uh, pretty much every day this week. It's been lovely. Oh, one day. Every one day. day. I just don't have a life. Day. I just work and podcast. Work and podcast. <laughs> um, listen, it's been important, hasn't it? Um, Kev couldn't be on the show, not having you on your own. I did my best to be here. And what a week it has been. And, you know, there's one thing I will say. We're not going to discuss Robbie and Ray Parler. But we have had less people in chat tonight when we've lost and remember yeah. what Carla said, yeah. we get more when we win. And yeah. I don't agree with that. So I'm, we're going to leave you with that because Sophie's got to go. Everyone go to Talk Sport now. Go and support my girl. I'm going to listen to her. This is oh, the best comment you. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've come to, Newman, isn't it? <laughs> Talking about my hair because we've got nothing Oh, my else. God, wait, wait. Someone may be, be – I have to put this on. They're, they're running two minutes late anyway, so hold on, PG. Look at this. <laughs> this one's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not being protective by the manager, <laughs> although I'm my own manager. <laughs> uh, I'll be on the subs bench next week coming uh, on. Hilarious. Oh, thank you, everyone. Listen, everyone, I, I understand most of you don't agree with me on Arteta, and that's absolutely fine. I've got no issue with that. Um, I want it to work for him. If it doesn't work for him by the end of the season, not this season, next one, then wait, wait have you go. mean next, the whole of I next... do. I've said it all okay. along. I'm going to give him the season. <sighs> yeah. We're going to, um, we're going to, uh, yeah, listen to Carl. Hit that like button if you listen. If you hate everything today, just hit the like button. I'm not even <laughs> going to make a list. <laughs> and we will bring Alan back on because he's so amazing as a guest. He really it was is. so depressing for him. Tonight. I know. He he'd like so we had to liven us up. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you guys, we give it to you the way we feel it. We don't sugarcoat anything here at the Highbury Squad Central. We absolutely do not. You, you see, what you see is what you get, and what you get is what we feel, um, and that's pretty much it. Right. Depending on if there's breaking news over the weekend, there might be an impromptu, but you're more than likely to see us on Monday. That's correct, Monday. I'll be back for Monday Madness. We have an Arsenal podcaster roundtable on Tuesday with some of your favorite people. So look out for that. Um, and then Kevin says will re return next week and lots of other good stuff too. And then PG. we've got Villarreal. So we, we were definitely post-matching next oh, Thursday God. night. I can't think about that yet. One, one no. problem at a time. God, breathe. But um, Tell the troops, I PG. Say, I, I don't know what was. Uh, something has just left my brain. That We wanted to talk about supporting the Tollington pub yes. as well. Yes, go thank on, you. Sorry. Well remembered. So please go on to Twitter um, or you can just Google um, the Tollington. Uh, and what's happening is a lot of the businesses around the stadium, as you know, Pybury Corner suffered from it. Um, and there's there's also landlords that are seeking to take um, rent and go back to when COVID started. And the Tollington are being asked to pay like six figure sum right now um, based on, unfortunately, what's happened over COVID. And 
business owners just can't afford this type of stuff. And I know that the AST have got involved in that too and other key informers and Arsenal influencers have. The Tollington, many of you have probably been there, had yeah. a pint there. Um, so please go and give them your support, sign the petition and um, write to your local MPs as well uh, if you're in the area or not. It's very important that we try and keep um, the, the, the spirit, PG, of all of those businesses around the Emirates alive. I mean, it's, it's this is just, this is why today it just feels like, can we I take know. another punch in the stomach? No, um, it's not good. Go and support them, that's for yeah, sure. Definitely. After Sophie's been on Talk Sport, then go and support the Gooners podcast, the American friend of ours. I feel like he's our brother podcast, Magic Mike. Go and join them after as well if you want to talk more Arsenal. But... Thank you all for joining us this week. We feel like we're one big family with you all here. It's so lovely. Thank you for being wonderful squaddies. And as much as it pains me <laughs> to say this, because I'm so sad about everything, <laughs> always Arsenal. Hold on, let me try. Always. Wait. Always. Hold on. Hold on. Okay.